Mike, are we live? I think we are. Do we hear everyone's voices? Pete, did I you talk? Hello. Hello. Anton, we can hear, hear your beautiful voice. As long as we don't mm -hmm. hear Antonio, I think we're good. Oh, wow. wow. Shots fired. How many months has it been since we've all been together at this table? It's been a while. It's been quite some time. a bunch of slackers in this table, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect life. What do you got there? Tide. What Italian you got there? Real life. Oh, real life. It's spelled wrong. Real life. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's real like a fish. What happened to your culture shirt? You always see you with culture shirt. I came shirts straight for work because I, I, I was under the impression that <laughs> both of you, you were already <laughs> ready to go. I said, oh, let me not just make them. Hey, we're ready to go, but I'm you had to get beat up in football. Oh, That's a problem. Oh, Anto. Unbelievable. <laughs> the slander here. Yikes. Can we get down to the to the yeah? Let's get down the to nitty the nitty gritty, gritty into the trench and find out what's going on, uh, what went on last week. Yeah, let's let's talk about it, guys. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the season. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to all of us. I think it'll be fun to uh, to have all of our opinions once again. What a crazy again! I feel like every single week we we know the madness that is. Finally, we do know the top four though. It's official. The four teams that will be playing in the Champions League. We don't know the exact order yet. But we know that Milan, Inter, Napoli, and Juventus will be the four squads because Roma tied against Bologna, which means mathematically the four squads are officially in for the top four. Um, and specifically for that, Marco, not everyone put, I think me and you, if I'm not mistaken, are the only ones that put those teams in the top four. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, um, what? Tell me. Take it easy. You're Why? Because Pete said that me and him were the ones that had the top five. I mean, we can go back yeah, to the predictions. We have no problem. We got them right in front of us. Who cares about the top five? We're, we're talking about champions. Top four league. champions. By the way, how many of you got the number one, the first place so far? I we mean, don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. It's, it's, not, not, it's not finished. So if I just go real quick. All right, take it back, guys. I should never say that. <laughs> if I go real quick, Antonio had Milan, Roma, Napoli, and Inter. So Juventus was your surprise because you had Juventus oh, out of Champions League. Oh, Roma too. And Roma in second place. Shame on you, Anto. Okay. Okay. Mike had Inter, Milan, Napoli, Juventus. Almost exactly what the Not league bad. table looks Not like right bad. now. I had Inter, Milan, Juventus, Napoli. So just Juventus and Napoli flipped around from yours. Peter had Inter, Napoli, Milan, and Roma. Again, high praise for Roma Marino. and no faith in Juventus. And then my dad had Inter, Milan, <laughs> Napoli, and Roma. <clears throat> Again, all the rest of you had Roma in your top four yeah, yeah. because of Mourinho and Abraham and all the stuff so we we, uh, we got hyped up and then we didn't realize that Mourinho is such a um, a Mourinho it's like a mulo so did, did, did Juventus just impress all of you guys considering that you didn't have them in your no, top no they did four? not impress us because all they did is they took away Vlaovic from Fiorentina if it wasn't for that they would be lagging on the 7-8 place that's yeah, I all thi I think without Vlaovic you were at risk fourth place I still believe that mm -hmm. I believe that to find the goals they probably would have made their way there, but I just thought maybe Roma was gonna be able to do a little bit more, but they're right where they're supposed to be. How about for you? What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Juventus, the way they were playing uh, at the time that we did this. This was <laughs> after the the Mercato ended. Yeah. So we after, did it right after yeah. transfer. Ronaldo. The first one, I don't even want you guys to see right, who you predicted right, right. in the time. I, why don't you bring that one up? Then <laughs> guy had, you, you, had, you guys both had Lazio in like seventh place. I think you had Inter in like fifth place. You had Lazio in second. It was wild, wild predictions. Anyway, but that was before. <laughs> I wanted to see that. A few more sips of that guy. That? Why don't you bring that up? And by the way, everyone else had Juventus winning the league at that point. The rest Ronaldo of the effect. Not, except not me. Not yeah, you. I mean, there were a lot of changes from there. But the, the biggest change, I mean, Juventus was not really playing uh, good football. We, we have to say that. Are they playing good football now? 
they, they struggle, but they now they're winning those games that in uh, in the beginning of the year they couldn't win. Now they always get that one nothing win and play defense and and get through. Uh, and but like he said, Vlaovic, uh, without Vlaovic, they wouldn't have been there. Well, I don't think they wouldn't have been. Did there. you watch the match against Venezia? Did you see the game? No. All right. Well, the the game. Did anyone see it? No, I was playing. I was uh, in the field. Six thirty in the morning. No. Well, six thirty. Six thirty a.m. Well, six thirty. I was getting ready under uh, the shower because uh, I and I hit Villa at seven thirty. So <laughs> <laughs> I respect the honesty. Well, the game against Venezia, it nearly became one of those. It was one-one the first leg, right? Venezia came back and, and tied it one-one, and I I thought it was going to end like that. Just because Juventus is just so wasteful in their chances. Like every time I'm watching them, I don't see the opportunities created for Vlaovic much. I, I know that they officially qualified for Champions League, and we'll definitely hit on that. But for me, at least, the thing that kept catching my eye was two things. Number one, uh, Miretti, the young uh, kid born in 2003 that played in the midfields for Juventus, did really good. I was happy that at least Allegri started playing this young player who's from the Primavera side. I know he went viral because of the quote that he said like a couple weeks ago where he said, you can't expect a 28-year-old to have the same maturity as a 20-year-old. So Allegri is often known as not playing these youngsters. But in opportunities where you know the top four is secured, basically, why not give the kid a go? And honestly, for the lack of quality that's in Juve's midfield, I thought he did a pretty good job and he, he looked good. The only way he's going to improve is if he makes the mistakes. And what better time to make mistakes than uh, in a match against Venezia? The other thing that struck me is, you know, I'm watching Vlahovic. And Vlaovic looked annoyed during the match. He barely gets the service that he was getting at Fiorentina. The team really doesn't play for him. He's not exactly that type of striker that creates opportunities for his own. I know that probably you could find scenarios where he did do that. But he's really a service striker. You need to put the ball on his feet and then he could be amazing. And then he got subbed out by Chiellini when... when I was like, there's no way that, that he's subbing Vlaovic out for Chiellini. Let the guy, leave the guy in, that's let him score. One, yeah. And you could see his face that he was visibly annoyed. Yeah, that's a typical Allegri, you know. Um, as soon as he sees that uh, he's, uh, he's winning one nothing, and uh, there's 20 minutes left in the game, he's got a, he, he changes things around so that he has to defend and he puts Chiellini because Chiellini... He knows he's not going to make a mistake. Chiellini is always um, there, presence, uh, tough, uh, uh, fighting. And um, as far as Vlaovic is concerned, I'm very disappointed that he does not get the balls that he's supposed to get. And I thought with Dybala, him and Dybala, they would they will um, speak the same language and they would be able to 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 um, to do some nice things. But maybe uh, we have to wait, wait for Chiesa to be that uh, creative uh, uh, player that gives him the right balls. Bonucci yeah. had to score two goals. The yeah. center back had to score two goals to beat Venezia. I think for Juventus, though, you know, we'll, we'll tailor the season in that the season, all things considered, I think there was one point in November that we didn't even think that they were going to get top four. I mean, even you guys didn't have top four in, in August, September. So I think that there's probably bitterness when they look back in certain results that they should have been able to manage better first, like against Venezia, Empoli, Udinese, uh, even the game against Inter where they did really good. I think just going... So it's it's good. You know, they need to get this foundation of getting Champions League. Last year, let's not forget that they didn't have Champions League until Farione scored a goal in the 70-something minute. And Napoli is the one who shot themselves in the yeah. foot, which well, is the only reason why they got Champions League. So to secure it four days, four rounds in advance is, is pretty good. But next year, you need to see the improvements. Yeah. 
What do you mean for improvement? What we just said that they're not competing. Look at for the, look at the attackers. Playing the better. Yeah, football. the attackers are not really servicing yeah. Vlaovic. Champions League. There's yeah. no plays like when you watch Juventus. There's no there's no plays. They they just build off of like counterattacks. There's no like one twos. There's no guys that know where they have to there's be no and finding space yeah. and midfield. But there's no up. creativity in the midfield. So once you don't have the creativity in the midfield, uh, you know that's it. Yeah. So what were you gonna say, P? I was just gonna say I think. Definitely getting into the Champions League is very important for this Juventus team because this is going to be a year where you have to make certain changes in the Mercato. You have an aging defense, right, with Kellini and Bonucci. Now the league has taken over completely this season, where at, in the beginning of the season there was some complaints, right? The league wasn't sure if he wanted to stay, if he wanted to leave because, you know, Allegri was opting for that Kellini-Bonucci pair. But I think the league, you have to give him the keys to that defense. I think you can find a solid center-back uh, with him, even Rugani at times this year performed a lot better than his recent uh, form. And then, you know, with the additions of Chiesa coming back from injury, of Vlahovic that has a full preseason with the team, um, you know, the midfield definitely with Zakaria, you're going to add a little bit more strength and, and mobility and, and chances to score, but you need that extra piece in that midfield, maybe another winger. But Cuadrado has always been a solid. So you guys have the pieces there to, to potentially compete. Huh. I just think. You know, going back, but you when Juventus let go of Ronaldo, I think you kind of surrendered the year in a sense where you said, okay, you know, we're not gonna. Well, this is a rebuild type of year. Don't expect a lot. You're saying not so much. Think? Don't expect not a lot, a lot but I think that definitely influenced a lot of the players' minds. I think in the beginning of the season, when you do lose a top player like Cristiano Ronaldo, I think even Kellini mentioned in the past that. There was a little bit a of shock. a shock period, yeah. and then he was never replaced. Yeah, you know that's the other thing. Okay, where would, where would they have been if they had Vlahovic? You, you if they replaced him with Vlahovic in from the, beginning, the beginning? Yes, in August, where would they have been? Well, uh, you need you needed somebody else, though. You need a Kesa to be there for the whole year because we see now uh, without somebody that serves Vlahovic the right way, um, he's still struggling. Uh, he's still struggling the last uh, few games, so. They would probably uh, would have been able to maybe third place. They mm. could have easily so been third place, but yeah, yeah not, I, not much. I agree with you on that part, uh, Gaetano. Overall, even though Vlaovic is a great striker, there's only so much he could do. Right. Like, yeah, he's not at the status up, of, of Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can you build know, some fair. opportunities, but at the end of the day, Fiorentina, believe it or not, he had better service over there, so he was banging in more goals. They played more attacking football. And this game in particular, this was hard for me to watch in terms of I wasn't uh, home with a computer, so I was actually watching it f through the Paramount app, uh, of course, our sponsor for this season. You can watch it anywhere, of course. Anto, you're actually, you told us you're going to Miami in a few days. Where are you going to be watching uh, uh -huh. the games on? You want to know? Tell me. On Paramount Plus. Anto, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You're such a, a handyman with, your, with what you do. Can't you put a screen in your shower so that way you don't miss Ooh. the games? That's on my shower? In your shower, yeah. You know what makes you think that I spend a lot of time on my shower? You say you were, you're taking <laughs> you say a shower. You're taking a shower. You, you missed the event this game. Oh, wow. That's a good point. All right, I actually, his wife's going to kick him out if, if he puts a TV in the shower. He, he's definitely going to be there all day. No. But if you do, a better, better question would have been, can you put one in the doghouse? <laughs> That's where you're gonna but end Anto, if you, if you are Listen, one, watch your father, because I'm one of these days I'm gonna you see what we did before we got in, he got into the studio? Uh-huh. You scared I'm, him. I'm gonna bite him like an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> listen to watch me. Out. Listen to me, guys. Listen to me. Yeah. First of all, 
we're not gonna I'm not gonna watch the game on uh, on ESPN plus when any any uh, anything is a plus right now CNN and plus ESPN plus the only game the only lifeline that we have on our life not but it's Paramount plus <laughs> Paramount <laughs> you can't plus. watch it anywhere else Paramount plus you can't watch it anywhere else that's what I'm saying this is our lifeline it's like somebody's struggling on the ocean <laughs> <laughs> you throw them the lifeline and that's paramount plus you the just grab it plus. you grab it and you watch the game i don't i just before i got over here i said to myself let me double check i was driving and then atalanta was finishing up the game because i, I didn't realize that atalanta was playing because i was in the middle of some garbage and then i said oh my god look at this i can only find out those things on paramount plus not from mike not from you not from you it's all in my phone. It's my lifeline, and lifeline name is Paramount Plus. Now ask me about Juventus. I can tell you. I'll tell Wait, you about and, Juventus. And if people want to see, where's the link, Anto? The link is on the top of the screen. Description. And the description. And yes. all you have to do, press is one week for free. That's right. right. One we week got for it. free. And the saving. Uh, you get a coupon over there. What? What? What do you get? Uh, for a year. For a year. You save. You save ten bucks. Ten wow. bucks. He doesn't, he doesn't know exactly how much you save. Just <laughs> check it. You save, check you it save something. You save two months if you buy the subscription for, for one year. year. Instead of doing month by month, you do one year, save $10 for yourself. Just uh, the Deal only reason it's good, if nobody's watching Serie A yet, it's just the Scudetto race that is going down to it's the a wire. Must. It's a must. And it's going to be relegation. really fun to watch. And it. at the bottom, too. That's yeah, a good point. Listen, battle. guys, listen. Let, no, ask me about Juventus because you guys went around. No, I think Ronaldo. it's good. We're, we're, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you my peace of mind about that. Okay, listen to me. First of all, you guys are making a big assumption that when Kesa comes back between Kesa and Vlaovic, Kesa is going to give the assist to Vlaovic. He ain't doing shit. First of all, Chiesa is looking for his own balls and he needs, he looks to be fed his own, his own percentage of ball. He's not going to put Vlaovic all the time on the position to score. Obviously, when there is no other option for him, he might have to do that. But don't expect even Chiesa to come as healthy as you think. You, you guys are making assumptions many times that they're kind of scary. If Chiesa doesn't come back, okay, healthy, you guys have to be looking for somebody else. And you're making a huge mistake by letting La Yoya or Dybala going. Okay? La Yoya, La Yoya, whatever. I thought you so, spoke Spanish. Oh, well, I can speak Portuguese. Yes, a Barre's accent. Puedo, uh, puedo hablar español. <laughs> <laughs> Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, Great. this is it. This listen, is it. Antonio. Chiesa is not going to be able to re resolve all the problems. You you need to get the midfielders also that need to help the forwards, and those midfielders are very important because when the, if uh, the midfielders from Juventus they don't score that many goals, mm -hmm. so you Rabiot need has zero goals this year. Huh? No. Rabiot has yeah. zero goals. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you could get a, a Milankovic mm. in that team, mm. I mean the ideal player. For uh, for Vlaovic, which you can never get. Mm. If you had, can you imagine about like De Bruyne playing with yeah. Vlaovic? What else do you need? And do, you need layout? <laughs> do you need layout too? Do you can need, you imagine? Uh, you need Barella too, you know, by the way. So listen, you need a good midfielders to support them. So Milinkovic, I think it's a possibility, but then you, you like need Pogba. Pogba, I thought about Pogba. He's a free transfer. He, mm. he has high wages, though. Is the thing flashback. Yeah. 
I wouldn't take him. <clears throat> he's, he's been struggling. Uh, I don't know what the problem is with Pogba because he's been struggling with uh, Man United. So I would like to find out more. What was? What I never was liked it? his positioning. Uh, you know, obviously I don't watch enough games, but I always thought he had too many defensive duties. And the really great thing about Pogba is that he could go up. You mentioned Leao, so I think we got to talk about the Scudetto race. Your boy Leao scored the winner in a very important match against Fiorentina, a match that really you needed to win. You needed to set the momentum. You had a lot of opportunities. It was a back-and-forth game. Both sides extremely open. Not much midfield to play, just very direct. I thought Fiorentina had their opportunities uh, with Cabral and and your goalkeeper, Magnan. What a, by the way. Opportunities, one opportunity. No, they had more than one yeah, opportunity. Yeah. I think Saponara had one as well. Yeah, it's all right. Terran great assist you're, also. You're, Goalkeeper, I have to say, you guys did an unbelievable job getting Magnan. Best goalkeeper in Serie A by far. And the fact that you lost the best goalkeeper, and then you still got the best goalkeeper. You lost Donnarumma, who was the best in the league, and then you got this guy, Magnan, and he came in and he walked in as the best. What a job by Maldini and co, because that was brilliant. And uh, Leao, game changer. I feel like up top, you guys always lack a little bit, but he helped you, and he uh, he finished it off. And, and this could be... This could be the deciding moment for you in the Scudetto because you still have one opportunity to tie a game, right? Let's assume Inter wins all their matches. You could still tie a game and you'll be able to win the Scudetto if you if you win the remaining two. How do you feel? First of all, we didn't win anything yet, okay? I know you guys are trying to entrap me or uh, you're trying to set me in up trap. with this and that because then at some point you're going to you go back. You predicted Milan winning the champion, winning the Scudetto. Yes, I did. So. I did, but... Until the fat lady sings, I'm going to just keep my mouth quiet and uh, I'm going to let... That the, won't work for a podcast. We need your opinion. You can need my opinion. My yeah. opinion is right now I'm in first place and I feel much better than <laughs> you guys feel, okay? So that's my opinion right now. So, Are you optimistic going into the matches against Verona, Atalanta and Sassuolo? Why shouldn't I? I am. I am. Asking. The tough teams are those are the teams that we need to play and we're not scared of the tough teams. The little teams... Like uh, like the the Empoli, like the Spezia, those are the teams that they really because all they do, they just uh, make they park their bus on the uh, the defense and then they're waiting for us to make a, a, a little mistake and then uh, the, to to capitalize on uh, on anything. Were you nervous though how they came out against Fiorentina? Like they just won by a mistake by the goalkeeper. Well, for, first of all, Mike, I watched it again when I went back home because I was yeah. playing in the morning. I went back home and I said I gotta watch it again. Of course, I watched the game from the first second to the last one. AC Milan created a lot of opportunities. Fiorentina, few. Three, four, top. But AC Milan was constantly... It's about finishing your opportunities. Yeah, I know. But we were pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. Giroud, a couple of times, it, will, it was like... A, even Peter yeah. will have a scorer. a big chance on, on Giroud's chance, okay? Yeah. Not to say anything bad about Peter, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is that we had a lot of chances. A lot of chances. So the fact that I, finally we scored with Leao... And you know the goal. I mean the goal. Even though it's you, like, you guys are claiming Terracciano's uh, well, uh, uh, mistake, the Leao got the ball almost on midfield, and then he walked all the way, and then he, he was able to take the to shot. Do. Yeah, what I'm saying. It's not that he gave it no, the ball yeah. on the no, top no, of the it. box and he took the I shot. Is there it, anything yeah. that you're scared of uh, going into these last three games? Like, if there's one fear of this Milan side, is there any? Uh, to be honest with you. You know, having seen Atalanta's uh, Atalanta's performance lately, that was one of the teams that really scares me. And even Sassuolo lately has been dropping a lot of points. I feel confident that we'll, we'll win the two out of three. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Anything on Peter? You, obviously, you're the you're the anti Milan because you're from the Inter side. When you're you've watched your destiny fall out of your hands, you've seen it in Milan's. But Milan has shown that they could slip up in games. How do you feel right now? 
Uh, Milan, uh, I think defensively have really shown something this year. Going forward, you know, you do have Giroud, Ibrahim, which is coming off the bench. You don't know what you got. And, you know, a lot of, I guess, the weight of Milan uh, to score has to be Leao on Leao's shoulders. And I think this year, you know, he's really come into the league and he's he's a force to be reckoned with. I think uh, as far as a young talent within Serie A, his name, if he's not number one, he's in the top three um, because he he's, his ability, you know, both from a physical standpoint but also technical standpoint for his size he, he's just something really special and I hope Milan are able to hold on to him for a, a long time but you know these are the games that everything looks like you're not going to be able to score you're not going to be able to win even though all the chances that you created you know Leal missed Giroud missed there was a lot of chances there Milan you know if they would have got one of those goals maybe would have calmed a little bit of the nerves but getting that chance, like he said, like the goalkeeper gifted Leal the ball, but Leal still had to do the work. And uh, the goalkeeper actually made two mistakes if you look at Terracciano because he got beat on the first post. You're never supposed to get beat there. But Leal was was quick and, and smart to be able to to put that ball in that corner. And you got that win, one nothing. Now, as an Inter fan, obviously, that was uh, demoralizing, I think, because this was a game I thought you guys were going to slip up mm. more than anything else and and just having even if it was a tie i think a lot of pressure would have mounted on you guys coming to you know going to to verona mm-hmm. which hellas verona has been a very tough team to play especially at home atalanta even though the recent form is poor i think they'll step up versus a milan so it will be a tough game and then sassuolo is the last game so you know unless sassuolo you know the the coach is able to really get these guys motivated to kind of spoil milan's fun I think you guys should be able to win. So, you know, I think the Hellas Verona game might be the, the most tricky game uh, for you guys. How are you feeling? How are you? How do you feel about it? I, how do I feel? I think... Do you still feel optimistic? Do you, are you confident that they'll slip up? <clears throat> yeah, there you <laughs> Let's see. That's why I'm Am I <laughs> confident that they <laughs> slip up? It. The thing is, we had the opportunity, and I think a team that's going to win, uh, and you're, you're going to be the Serie A champion, you have to take that opportunity when you have the chance. So that Bologna game, I think really hurt Inter's chances to win the Scudetto. This year, like I said in the past, it's a year that there is no real champion. For me, like what we've been used to seeing or some of the top teams, a lot of these teams, uh, you know, both Inter, Milan, and Napoli, have not been able to really capitalize capitalize any opportunities throughout the season. So... Although I think Milan are going to be able to push it through, I do see them slipping one game. The only difference is, is is it going to be a tie or is it going to be a loss? They will slip a game, but it, it depends on how things work out. It's just, you know, Inter lost that opportunity. Now they just have to win out what they can and then hope that Milan lose the Scudetto because that's the only time yeah. that we can win. So, so four out of five of us had Inter winning the Scudetto. Only Antonio had Milan. How impressive has this Milan side been that they're fighting for the Scudetto in your in your eyes? Well, I thought they were going to uh, slip up against Fiorentina. I thought Fiorentina, after coming uh, those two losses, and uh, Italiano was going to get enough to to uh, to at least get a point. I thought for sure they were going to get a point uh, from the game. And um, even though Milan, I thought it played better than Fiorentina, I thought Fiorentina... Will get you need a little bit of luck, and they will be able to get one point. And uh, the way they lost 
too bad because uh, you know with, with what the goalkeeper that's we'll talk about goalkeepers later if you guys <laughs> want to because I got so, a lot about the goalkeepers uh, no I was impressed with AC Milan and um, I thought that Italiano should have done a better job on Leao Leao likes to start from far you know don't let him get the ball there because once he takes the ball and he takes off you can't stop him anymore but if you try to stop him before he gets the ball you know pick him up tight double him up when he gets the ball so I thought Italiano did a bad job but I was impressed with AC Milan because they did play better than uh, than Fiorentina they deserve to win the game and uh, thinking back now and uh I should have bet on Pioli and Maldini rather than Inzaghi. <laughs> Why? Uh, I, I believe that when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, you know, when it comes down really, I think that Pioli and Mal- Maldini, that the two of them are able to prepare the team better than Inzaghi can prepare the team. But Pioli's never won before. The, the, but, but he's got Maldini At uh, the helm over next there, to him, which does mm. help him a lot. Uh, going back to in and Ibra too because Ibra helps out in the locker room in the bench he helps out everywhere mm-hmm. uh, with Inzaghi I was never a big fan of Inzaghi when he was with uh, Lazio you know even though at one point uh, Inter was playing really good they were really playing good soccer they were winning but uh, he screwed up he screwed up some games uh, against uh, AC Milan you're winning the game he made some sub- stupid substitution then this guy he could have been seven points up what about us we could have been seven points up okay but one uh, at a time but they didn't and you guys came through and you did and now after you beat Fiorentina I think you're gonna it's fly high. You don't Let, see them slipping up in the last no, two games. No, I don't think so. I thought they were going to slip up against Fiorentina. I was oh. sure that they were going that they were going to get one point, at you least know, one point. Gaetano, you know, look at the smile. I'm, on no, this guy's can face. I reply to him because I, I, I really, okay, this is go, really, I gotta do it now, go, Mike. Go. <laughs> this guy here that you next to you, your right hand man over there. Brasher while Destro. while AC Milan was playing Lazio, forget about the Fiorentina, it was yesterday. While AC Milan was playing Lazio. He goes on our private chat. He says, I see Lazio at least walking away with one point when Lazio was winning one nothing. Then all of a sudden, AC Milan tied the game and then boom, wound up winning the game and then the chat went dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's this guy here, you see? That's why. I said the same thing with Fiorentina. I said that they were going to get one point. So now, don't believe what he just said. AC Milan can slip up. (laughs) AC Milan can slip up. It will slip up either against Sassuolo, because it's probably going to be the gotcha. last game, or or Verona. Verona will take a tie. That's the only team that scares me. But uh, other than that, I think we're going to take two out of three. For for me, I think the the big question mark. Of, let's talk about the concrete first. Milan have been incredible in defense, of course. Second best defense in Europe. And they only conceded one goal in their past eight Serie A games, so incredible there. The question mark for me, though, is that attack. The past few months, I just find it, I feel like it's hard for them to convert their chances and really score. And the big question mark for me is, are they going to get caught in one of these matches and get a draw or pick up a loss on the way? Because every time, I feel like it's them trying to pull teeth for them to get a goal. And if they concede or if they don't get that goal with three matches left, 
how much you know what I'm I feel like they're running themselves thin they're running out of creativity up top they're not converting I Isn't think that that's different with Inter Inter is the last Marcus couple games barely yeah, Marcus right this is true for everybody this is the same thing to Riba everybody everybody is scrambling to win by one goal <laughs> we're not winning by six or seven goals defensive no, side I, I, I get I get that part but I just feel like for Milan in attack I don't know if the the biggest surprise for I don't know if Inter or Milan can take like if you tell me right now Who's gonna win it? I wouldn't be surprised if Milan win it or Inter uh, or Inter take it. I think it's just gonna go back and forth, and, and I think it's gonna be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I'm just saying. Inter I don't, nobody would be surprised. I, I don't think there's gonna be it's like, only one game. It's two good teams. They're two, it's two very good, good teams. But I just it. I don't know with Milan. There's something with their attack. It's just like it's hard for them to muster up a goal. Okay, let me do with this then. I know? think you are hoping you, you are hoping that AC Milan slips up. No, End it's not that. It's not. It's obviously not I just see, when okay. when I see them play, I feel like it? it's hard for them to score. Well, watch Inter then. Yeah, I, I think towards the end of the season, especially yeah. where there's a lot of, uh, on the line, there's gonna they're human. These players yeah. are human. No, I get so that. That yeah, added but. pressure that you know you can't slip up, you can't make the mistake. So you know uh, you the margins of error are very small as it is then when you get to this point it's it's even harder right, then speaking i'm going to i'm going to go out of this way i'm going to make a quote i'm going to make a quote if ac milan wins sunday against verona the campionato is over okay. just quote me on that and that's it we got you speaking about slipping up what's your thing about goalkeepers oh my god <laughs> <laughs> let's hear this let's one let's start so if i was a coach of serie a I would make a rule on the team. You never, never pass the ball back to a goalkeeper if there is an opponent inside the area. Never. Okay? I have seen, okay, in the last few weeks, but I've been looking at goalkeepers for a long time, <laughs> and you know, and I always yeah, yeah. commented, Meret. Look at what Meret did mm. a few weeks ago. Look at what Buffon did mm. a couple of weeks ago. Look at what Radu did. Radu. Okay. Radu. Radu. Okay, why? Because they practice, yeah, when they practice what they do, yeah, they give the ball back, they stop, they go, but that's not a game situation. The game situation is when you pass the ball back and they have a, a center forward or a forward running into you, that's totally different. Mm. The goalkeeper is not made to handle the ball with pressure on him. If the ball is at the midfield, okay, and he gets and he's got nobody inside the area, give it back to the keeper. That's, I have no problem with that. And all this baloney, you start from the back and then you base and this. They and build up. I and they know. build up. That's fine if you don't have anybody inside the area. If you got, I see it all the time. The goalkeeper has got the ball. He's got a defender two yards from him, two yards from him. Mm -hmm. And there's two center forwards inside the area and they're passing the ball back and forth. That's that's to me i would never allow that you know what i would love i would love for for you to be right here and have guardiola and you guys to discuss this oh i would love that but uh <laughs> th there was one time that allegri said he goes i checked the timing and i checked that buffon touched the ball more than my midfielders he goes i went crazy and he is right there are some teams that they touch the ball. Now, one thing about Guardiola, okay? All the teams, they're not like Barcelona, okay? There's, there was only one Barcelona with, with Iniesta, when Iniesta was there, and Xavi was there, and Messi was there. I mean, those guys, 
they can play one touch like I have never seen any other team. So now don't tell me the teams like, uh, you know, from the bottom of uh, the city, ah, now they want to play all this touch and touch. No, you cannot do it. Not, not even not, not even the, the top teams in Serie mm -hmm. A can do it with the goalkeepers. Even the goalkeeper Neuer from Germany make, make Donnarumma make mistake. Neuer makes mistake. Alisson made mistake. All the best goalkeepers under pressure, they will make mistakes. So why take the chance? Why take the chance? Look at it, what happened to Inter. I mean, that, that could cost them the Scudetto. Uh, look at the, the, the Napoli. Smile, I thought you just oh, had Napoli, this. I think Napoli should be. Yeah. Fans are, are furious, yeah. especially after what you did to but, Zasuolo. You know, uh, if Napoli. Guardiola was here, of course, I mean, he's dealing. Menzi, he's got top players. The top, top yeah. of the line. Barcelona, the top, top of the line. But the other teams, maybe there's going to be one team who can do that, but not the, but the, rest, the other team don't do it. I think the only, I think their argument uh, would be that. Yes, you're looking at the op you're looking at the moments where they've messed up, but you're not looking at the moments that they've Overall. created space because they were able to pass back and build out of the back that they were able to. I have no problem with back. that, but there's not going to be unless uh, as long as there's nobody inside the area. Okay, guys, I'm going to say something very important just to pick up on what Gaetano was saying. During those old days, you guys were probably just about born. The portiere had the job that as soon as the ball is inside, I mean, you don't pick up the ball from the outside. La rimessa in gioco, it was the goalkeeper running to the to the top of the box and pounded the ball. And that allowed the defense to ever take to take a little breather and the pressure was on the midfield and the forward to make something happen, to get the ball and to, you know, right now, the only one that I see this doing this it's rarely that Magnan does because he's very good when, with the ball on the ground. And even with his feet, he does the rimessa in gioco, the good old style. That means someone has been talking. Yeah, yeah. So that means that someone is talking to him. The rest of the team, like you guys have been witnessing, they're starting with this build up from the inside of the, the small of the small area. You are begging for Magnan to mess up by saying all of this with three games Let to go. me tell you something. Magnan, you, you don't Magnan do doesn't mess up. He's not going to mess up. <laughs> no, don't even say that. Okay? Don't, don't because Magnan right doesn't now. do that. Magnan doesn't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Magnan doesn't do already, that. I can better. already imagine this with the Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, oh theme song boy. going on top of it and then showing the This mistake. is going to be all over Twitter, this clip. Of we have Antonio. to, let, let's move on to, to Inter quick. We're, we're, we're very heavy today on, uh, on, on our topics. Uh, for Inter, they won the, their game against Udinese. It's really, you didn't comment about their match against Bologna, but you've given your, your opinion. For me, the way that I still see it, I think Inter is the best team. I still think so. I do think that Milan are going to slip up and I think that Inter will win in the end. Just because I think that team-wise, their squad is better. But this is football. The ball is round. And it's proven that not always the best team wins. Not always the team that plays the best style or has the best players do win. I think there is merit in, in the argument that Inzaghi has made poor substitutions. Inzaghi, sometimes the way that he's managed games has been poor. You know, he doesn't... We, we were talking about this and we're saying even the match against Udinese, they were running towards to try to score this third goal like like not smart not in a smart way they weren't passing the ball around and, and killing out the match and and you know really seeing out the victory sometimes they push a little bit too much and they could have been exposed and even Udinese could have scored a couple of goals towards the end so 
I, I think in the end, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, Milan having this advantage is huge. But when you're looking at the three matches, I don't even think you could look at the names of the teams. Because the small teams, everyone's saying Inter has an easy schedule. But those are teams that have taken points away from the big dogs. And a lot of them are, you know, they're looking for this opportunity to shine. I know you say Sassuolo has nothing to play for in the end. Atalanta will have nothing to play for. Got to remember, some of these guys from the small teams, this is their moment to shine. They score a goal. Fareoni is remembered by Elis Verona because of him scoring against Napoli and putting Juventus in Champions League. These are the moments that some of these young kids play for because it's our opportunity to get spoken about. It's our opportunity maybe for a big team to see them and to cause an upset and, and spoil the party for everyone else. So for me, I still do think that Inter will win. I know the advantage is with Milan. And if they do, if Milan do do it right now, I will say that you guys have done an incredible season nonetheless. What would you bet on? Put your bet on. Let's put a bet on. You want to bet now? Oh, yeah. How many bets we put? We're so live. We're uh, what do you podcast. Want? What's your offer, Anton? I don't know. So you, the, the steak, the, the, what do you call it? The steak that you guys owe us? Well, let's double the steak. We'll make it a double, doubles. <laughs> put a house. <laughs> put a house. <laughs> Listen to this. Okay, first of all, first of all, I know you, I think I, I'm very much against your, your opinion about the Inter has been playing the best soccer. I don't see that. I really don't. AC Milan has got the best. And Napoli. Napoli is actually even better than Inter. Okay? Inter, they got the speed on the field that they, they, this speed here makes them look kind of good. But other than that, they do not have the system that AC Milan and Napoli, they have. AC Milan and Napoli, they attack. (sighs) Un gruppo, come un gruppo. They have a couple. Inter has got two or three. Inter, Inter, I think they have 15 more goals than Milan. Yeah, because, uh, you know, those 15 more goals that were scored when they were 2 nothing or 3 nothing, and then they kept scoring, okay, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm or not penalties, saying it means a lot anything. of penalties. I'm not saying it means anything, but yeah. I think if we look 13. at... 13 more goals. If we look at Conte and his style, and you see Inzaghi, one thing I do give credit to Inzaghi is the way that he's made this inter-team play, uh, getting a channel Loglu into the mix that took over an Eriksson, um, losing Lukaku, losing Hakimi, not to be a broken record, but those are important players for this team. And we were still able to bring this uh, offensive style with also not conceding because Inter also have the best defense. If you can confirm, Mike, they uh, do have the best. Defense. We have the best defense, the best defense. and defense. that's with I know Inzaghi style going forward. Uh, you know, how many times we saw Bastoni as an additional? So how do you winger? have such a good attack and such an amazing defense? You're in second place. I think where where it comes down to is that we had a some bad runner results during that January, February, where we couldn't months, yeah. muster a, a win. Um, and that really influenced everything. And then I think the head-to-head with Milan, right? We we lost five points, I believe. But your point is so, that you score so many more goals, you concede so so much fewer, so how come you guys are this Well, he said who's play, who plays better football. We, I think Inter plays yeah. the best overall, football yeah, overall. Yes. Then as far as the, the games, I mean, there's probably games that you can look into and say, Wow, uh, Inzaghi maybe made mistakes with substitutions. For both teams, though, you can say that. I mean, even with Milan, they yeah, they drop points. Yeah, Spezia, but we're talking about the team Salernitana. that's in second place, not the team that's in first place. Well, There's I, a reason I don't you're ha- in second place. I don't have. I don't really have an excuse because on paper the team is a is a well oiled machine, but they must have been lacking something with certain games. And I think the head to head, especially in the beginning, was a problem. Would Conte have won the Scudetto by now? Yes. Again with his nonsense. Yes. No. We're not going to you. Yes, I think I think Conte yes. would not have <laughs> let this title have slipped. 
Yeah. I had a question. So that's why I'm not arguing about the team. I'm thinking it's, it's the coaching Zaghi. rather it's than it is just the team. But playing well and winning aren't two things that, that go hand-to-hand all the time. How many times do we see a team play well and they still end up losing? So I, I don't think that argument is there. I think Conte is a proven winner in what he's been able to do with his teams. And I think especially on the psychological side, the mentality, mm-hmm. like you've been referring to, Conte is on another level than Inzaghi. Concentration-wise. Yeah, I'm not saying Inzaghi can reach. I, I, I do think he can maybe reach, but I don't know if he'll ever be a top, top uh, coach. But normally you have very good excuses, but this time you didn't really come up with a very good excuse. He didn't make excuse. an excuse. He didn't no, make an excuse. That's what I'm saying, but normally he's very good at, uh, at finding excuses. But I got to tell you something. Inzaghi, to me, given the team that he's been given, he has done a great job. Okay, could have been done a little better. I don't really blame him that much. The only the only blame is the sub after he's trying to save the game. That's what he got punished two three times. Other than that, I think he's did, he I did like a to, great job. I like great to job. Make a, a point uh, what Marco said about Conte and what you said about Insagi. Mm. I want to go on the game Lazio. I saw the first half of Lazio game. The team looks so bad. The team looked like it was not focused. The team looked it was not prepared in the first half. They made so many mistakes, but stupid. And that's what I what I mean by Conte. I don't think Conte would allow something like that to happen. You know, he would prepare them mentally, psychologically, physically, that, that what happened to Lazio in the first half, it would never happen to Conte. I agree with you on that, Gaito. And I was going to ask you a question on top of that. If Milan do manage to win the Scudetto... Do you think it's rather that Inter choked with Inzaghi or you think Milan deserved it? What do you think on that? Uh, uh, Inzaghi choked. That's what I think. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. What about you? What do you think? <laughs> I would say that, that yeah, I agree with that. But that I also, but, too, I, right? but I don't want to take credit away from Milan yeah. because Milan needed to yeah. be there. Need, Milan right. needed to be present. I still don't think, though, when you look at it on paper, and again, football's not played on paper, mm. and this is a credit to Pioli, that Milan is not the... They were not, for me, they weren't, besides you, they were not the favorites going into <laughs> into this league. That's how I, Wait, that's how I see Peter, it. Peter, how about you? But uh, before, Peter, uh. before you say, because uh, Inzaghi, you said something, you know, Inzaghi, he lost some key players, and we all thought, yeah. hey, we're, we're losing those players, he's not going to... So he was able to put the team together, but if you're happy with second place... Hey, then it's like did a good job. <laughs> that was a around? I'm yeah, not. I, if I was an Inter fan, don't feel sorry for him. I'm not happy. Oh no, yeah, but that's exactly the point. I think you know the way that we're playing is great, but the the objective the objective remains to win the scudetto. And you, as a coach, sometimes have to be able to, you know, relinquish that. Uh, you know, style of play or, or the fact that you have to play w- good football and win a game. And he did do it versus Juventus, right? When we won one nothing, oh, that was, that was Allegri. a, a <laughs> Conte-esque win. Yeah, for and sure. that sure. also gave us the right momentum moving forward to get this string of results yeah. to, to win. Because before that, we were really struggling. So he did do it. But I, I just think that he has to maybe see that out in other games as mm-hmm. well to be able to win the game then necessarily, you know, keep with your style of play. And then lastly, what frustrates me is I think he relies too much, because you mentioned this in the past, 
about players with yellow cards and he's got to make a substitution right away. So he relies way too much on analytics for yellow cards instead of just saying, hey, we, you know, this is my best players. I have trust in my player. And you give that personal touch where you say, hey, you have a yellow card. Be careful. You know what you have to do. Do not get that second yellow. And I think for like a Barella, especially the Bologna game, that the Bologna game, although Radu lost, you know, that game because we should have gotten a tie at the very least and, and we ended up losing. He made certain subs that I disagreed with. And then especially taking out Barella in like the 60th minute, this is your catalyst in that midfield. He's the one that's the winner, brings the ball up, can create something. You put, you change the formation. You put three strikers between Zeko and... Zeko never touched the ball. The team in the midfield was done because I mentioned it over and over again. After our first... Uh, after our starting lineup, our midfielders are not good enough quality to win you games, to create something. We have no creativity on the bench in the midfield. Vidal is not that player. Gagliardini is not that player. And Vecino is not that player. So we do not have those players. So you make those substitutions and you don't, you don't have that spark that added someone in the midfield to create something. And then what really got me upset also, Chanaloglu, Already, he got the yellow card. He was going to miss this game versus Udinese. And they took him off. He took, he shoved yeah, him out. That That's sense. the only guy that can play soccer. So leave him in. And you take him out to put in Vecino or whoever it was. Yeah. It's just that, that's the part that frustrates me. So either he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have the clarity to see that, or he's just looking literally at his analytics and his stats tell him, you know, play with a yellow card at this minute of the game, take him out. You, you don't want to risk a red card or, we got to try to play more direct to be able to score and get more chances. So those are all things that he's looking at a stat sheet instead of understanding yeah. maybe uh, having that intuition, maybe. He follows a system, I feel like, rather than, yeah, he uses a system instead. Before we go to a- the relegation race, I got a question for you. You've been uh, high on, on this uh, this coach for a long time, and I'm just trying to understand and posing the question to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with Atalanta? Again, before we shift it to Salernitana, I know they get the 1-1, but Atalanta is the team that... I know that we just talked about the top four, right? We said, oh, it's great that they qualified a couple matches before, but it's also because a team like Atalanta didn't show up this year to challenge in that same position. It's It, it, it puzzles me. I was with the, one of the guy, one of our friends from Bergamo, Mirko, and I was asking the same question you asking me. It's not about Gasperini. Something I think is internally that is happening since the the news that the Americans they bought the team and Percasse is no longer 100% on the top of the, you know, He's of the still managing. All I the know, decisions. still, Marco. They're just background people. The coincidence is, as soon as the news came around that Atalanta was sold, something happened. I mean, Zapata, he never came back healthy. We know it. But Atalanta is not about one player. Atalanta is a system. The system was working like a well-oiled machine, the way Peter said it before. And then all of a sudden, from the second half of the campionato, they started, I started to see Atalanta just really putting down perform, a, poor, a poor performance one after the other. Now this morning, I mean today, tiny, I mean tiny against Salernitana. I know Salernitana is fighting for the last fight. That's what I'm saying. I said, but I mean, but this is Atalanta. Atalanta is at the top, one of the top three teams in, in Italy the last five or six years. So. It's something that is structurally for me that we don't know. It's happening over there because uh, Gasparini is the type of person that uh, he plugs the he plugs the hole very quickly and he knows how to do it. What what 
I, it's very easy. Obviously, we know their home record is terrible. Nothing to never, do with the goal sense too. You're, you're Not never, even goal sense. You're never going to get. You're never going to get Champions League when you have such a poor home record. Same thing with Napoli and Scudetto. Mm-hmm. If you don't win games at home, you're not going to do well. But why? Why are they not doing? Why besides just home? But what happened to them this year? Why did the magic, you know, like go away? I think even individual performances. I think uh, you know, look at Muriel, what he's done in the past two years. He doesn't have the same spark with this Atalanta team. What he was able to literally everything he touched turned into gold. Uh, Zapata missing Zapata. They did not have that formidable number nine, big physical style that Gasperini mm. needs. In January, you get rid of your starting left back, Gossens, who unfortunately had two hamstring injuries. So you also lost that part of your or team. You know, the wing back play for Atalanta is everything. Um, you know, uh, certain t- maybe uh, additions to the team, Boga. You know who I always think as a fantastic player, but way too inconsistent. Not, te- not, yeah, not the guy to take that ball and assists. score or create two assists, he zero to, goals. Yeah, you need to do to do more. So you know, I know, you know, after the Americans ball, they maybe started tanking as far as their their level of play. But even before the start of the season, they weren't having yeah. this great season. So I think that it's a it's a mix, a little bit of that lost magic, a little bit of maybe. You know, not foreseeing something, making certain changes in the beginning to to try to add. I know they did also add Demiral, who I think has been fantastic for this Atalanta team. And they found a solid rock in the defense. You know, when you lose uh, Romero, um, so uh, I don't know. It's it just for me. I feel like just that the magic this year. You can you're allowed an off year. I do want to see them come back. I think Gasperini is the right man for this team. Um, it all depends on him, I think, because I think the Atalanta management are going to give him the keys. They already departed with Sartori, who's a top sporting director. He was also the one to create the Kevo Verona dream, bringing them into Europa League. And he, he kind of did the same thing with Atalanta, bringing them into Champions League. Um, but does Gasperini want to stay? One, which I don't think he wouldn't have any issue. And is the locker room supporting him that's those are my two questions either way you know besides that Gasparini stays and I think Atalanta next year are going to come back stronger do you have any opinion that's different no no, not really Uh, I think he was uh, always uh, playing uh, at the style of his uh, that he played at the end of the uh, action they always came up with something and this year they're not and I don't know if Zapata was the, the cause of that, that, that they were not able to finish. And in the year in previously, all the build up, all the work at the end, somebody finished it. Like Muriel finished it, Zapata finished this year. It's not happening. Uh, yeah, and they also didn't have, I, I think, Pete, you made a good point. They did, just didn't have any replacements. Like I know it's worked so well, their business model of selling their guy and then they have another mm. guy that pops up. Doesn't always work out like that, and when they lost the pot, they I, had nothing. Marco, the eye tempo, the eye tempo that Atalanta plays is is a factor too. Atalanta has always played a soccer with a lot of speed and high tempo, so it's a short team. And Muriel, given the fact that he used to come in from the bench and do a being very, very, very assertive and just being very concrete and just put the ball behind the, the goalkeeper uh, back, I think the fact that Muriel has been given all the, the, the responsibility yeah. to, to play from the very beginning, I think has taken away from his spark that he used to have when, uh, you know, in the, in the past couple of years. So, he had the uh, best goal ratio last season, and now he's... It, it, and he was a substitute. Now he's a starter, and he, he can't really play with... 
Atlanta need a, a real number nine over there. Let's move on to the relegation race because honestly, it's it's like unbelievable what we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. Salernitana, I know it's a little bit disappointing because we thought they were going to get a win at some point against this Atalanta, which really would have been unbelievable because they would have been in 17th place with the game in hand. Right now, they do sit two points behind Cagliari. They're still in 18th place, but remember, they have one game less played than the rest of them. Versus hmm. Venezia, which is a head-to-head. <laughs> yeah. And Venezia, good, good, good team me up. Venezia also sacked their coach. They sacked Zanetti. Mm-hmm. Today, Cagliari sacked Mazzari. Yeah. So everyone is kind of in this weird position where they don't understand what's happening, how they're in this position, but they kind of are. Davide Nicola, I, I know we've spoken about it many times, what he did with Crotone. He pulled off a miracle with them in 2017. He really is a specialist at this because he's making this team believe they have no business fighting against Atalanta the way that they did. They went, they re- they won three in a row. This was almost four, but still a tie. It took them 18 rounds to get eight points. They're at now 10 points in the last like week and a half, two weeks, which is fantastic. Do you guys believe that Salernitana are going to stay in the Serie A? Mike, uh, somebody else can answer the question. And if you could check Salernitana, they have to play Venezia. And then who are the I do I do believe the other, because Cagliari is going to slip up. I'm sorry, Cagliari is just I see them on a cliff already with one foot off the cliff and the other one trying to <laughs> and uh, on a, the, the banana peel is just uh, giving <laughs> giving in too. So uh, they just uh, then I see Cagliari on a free fall and this was a very bad decision to suck Mazzari now. I mean, there's two games, two games left. Just uh, you know. So the, with it. so the games left it. that they got to play uh, Salernitana are playing Venezia. Uh, then Cagliari, Empoli, and Udinese. So both had that. It's those two. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, I, so Salernitana, Cagliari. Yeah, exactly. The so that's gonna, they have the momentum. All I know is that's going to have the highest rating, one of the highest rated matches uh, of the season for sure. I think that's going to be so a crazy, if, uh, crazy if Salernitana game. wins against Venezia, <laughs> they're going to be higher. They're going to be by higher than Cagliari yeah. by, by one point. point. Yeah. Wow. And then there is Cagliari, and Salernitana. Wow, <laughs> that's going to be the game because if you win that, you go plus four. It's but it's still four. not over though. But it's it's very yeah. Wow. But you go plus four with that's, two games. That's a psychological psychological yeah. game okay. more than anything. Yeah. So I posed the question. Antonio answered. I Sala said it last time. I said yeah. I think they're going to pull off Sala a miracle. Natana, they're going to pull it off. I think they're going to. Peter do Nicola does it again. Really? I think so. Why not? I think they can beat Venezia. They've been on a good form. A lot of times towards the end of the season, it's how you're playing, yeah. right? They almost beat Atalanta. Pete, but who who owns Salernitana right now? Uh, well, we don't know yet. <laughs> is it is it still the, uh, No, it's not. It's, it's officially no. no. I don't know if you know something else. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let me know. Uh, Yervolino <laughs> is is the owner. <laughs> on okay. paper. So. Yeah, I I think I think <laughs> the way they're playing now and the, the coming after this uh, Three wins and a tie. I think they uh, they're gonna pull it off. Your phone. You got an answer. The only way Cagliari can stay on if they hire Yakini. Yakini is another one. It's another specialist of the, the, the La Salvezza. You know who they should get? Serse Cosmi. Cosmi, you right? <laughs> is he unemployed? Yeah, Cosme. he's DJing right now. He's DJing. He does oh, in the nice. summer. <laughs> I'll give my answer. I'm gonna be different than you guys. Yeah. I say uh, I say they don't make it. I say the dream the dream will not will not live on. I ruined, I ruined the mood. Just because yeah, you, want, you want to be fair. Hey, no, I think I can't imagine. I can't imagine a season where Genoa and Cagliari both go down 
it's just un, it's almost unimaginable. It's really crazy to me that even Genoa is going down. So the fact that them and Genoa's Cagliari, crazy, I don't believe yeah. it. But you know what? Genoa and Cagliari for the past couple of seasons have narrowly they're yeah. flirting. Came with through, it. and so it all comes down to you know not even the ownership now, but the mismanagement of the past couple of years and just the the momentum of the that the team has taken. Cagliari, more importantly, because Cagliari. Looked like they were free, mm. and then Mazzari for some reason got caught again. So one uh one crazy thing uh, I know it's not Serie A related, but I just want to give a shout out. I know you love this guy, Ancelotti. Won with Real Madrid. He's now the first manager to win in all five of the major leagues: Serie A, Premier League, Bundesliga, Liga, and now La Liga. He's won all of the the championships. How how high is Ancelotti ranked in your book? And he's he still has a semifinal to play against Manchester City. They're one goal down. How is he top? Is he top three ever? You're saying top three right now? Oh, yeah. Are you gonna go? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah, I think so. Everyone thought when he took the Everton job that ah he's finished or he's not. But once he goes back to a team that can compete, he brought life into this Real Madrid who was doing horrible last season, and he gave. He gave them willpower and done incredible. And they look like a, a team that's impossible to be, especially in Champions League. So I think for sure. Not top impossible. They just lost to I Man said City. They, they look like, okay, but I'm saying they're a goal down and they were playing they were playing in England. And Man City's were one of the favorites to win in the beginning of the Champions League season. While Real Madrid, I don't oh, think I many people that. had. Just saying they don't look impossible no, to beat. I'm complimenting him. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I think top three for sure for me, Ancelotti. I don't know if you guys agree with me on so that. So some, some people say that Ancelotti needs the best players in the world to, in order for him to be successful. So when he goes to the top teams, he will you know, always do well. But then he went to Everton and he didn't do as well as, uh, as the other teams. Um, I mean, I thought he was doing a great job in Napoli, uh, and then because of the president, uh, whatever happened there, I thought he, he could have done very well there. Um, no, definitely, yeah, he's got to be uh, one of the top top three. He's uh, the, the, the players like him. I think he's very good in the locker room. He comes also from... Um, a history and from from a background of winning. He always won it, was with a lot of winning teams. He won Champions League, so he's got that winning mentality. Uh, definitely top three. Two other pieces of business that we got to mention uh, before we move on. Palermo. There's a uh, there are these reports. Americans. That Palermo. Palermo. No, not Americans. The Manchester City group, the City Ooh. Football Group, are buying Palermo for six million euros. A valuation of six million euros. I'm seeing a smile go on your face. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking Palermo City. Palermo City. Well, they were. <laughs> there was actually a report that they bought back the name because you know how it was, uh, Città di Palermo. That because that's the local. you know it's city. Yeah, right. Palermo. Mm. It means it in Italian to add to their their network. Of, uh, of teams. Obviously, I know people were going down the list and like, all right, City Football Group doesn't make every team like their Manchester City. They don't spend like that. But I feel like the potential of Palermo is, is massive. Uh, yeah. Their fan base, and, and you meet people from Palermo all around the world. Obviously, a super historic team. It's a team that, the closest team to your heart, right? How do you feel about this news? I mean, that, that would be fantastic because uh, we've been... Uh, We've been in Palermo a few times uh, together. We were there when Gattuso was there. We went to see a game. Uh, the fan base is unbelievable. Uh, they get 30, 30, 33, 34,000 for every game, no matter who they play. 
they're really passionate. We walked the streets of Palermo when we were there uh, a month ago. I mean, they're really a lot of um, opportunities there to have really a great team. If you invest, and if we remember uh, a few years ago, Palermo used to have half of the team of Palermo used to be in the national team. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can really build and you can really do well in Palermo. I'm excited. I mean, if something like that, I know that I spoke to somebody from uh, Palermo and they do confirm that there is uh, something going on. Do I know there's some traditionalists. I mean, they're in City of Chi, so I don't even know how that's an argument. But some traditionalists that say they don't want to have, uh, you know, a city football group by Palermo. Do you feel that same thing? They don't want what? They don't want, like, like a, a big foreign investment, huge oh, corporate no, company no, no. to buy. No, no, Palermo wants to win. Uh, they don't care <laughs> where the money is coming from. <laughs> Just uh, put a winning team, they they will love it. Pete, you, no, you're no. The, probably the most well-versed in... Uh, in these negotiations and in, in the team ownerships and in the smaller clubs yeah well i think when palermo at first now with the city group they're going to have access to a lot of players that's the biggest thing especially in city of chi that's a good point well you're going to get all these players on loan to play for palermo these could be the rising stars <laughs> wow. to then you know bring that team up into a city yeah that's number Bruyne one for a couple of yeah <laughs> and you know that that's number one i don't know about that but that, that's number one that's number one where they can be able to bring some top, top talent young talent and you know palermo has that history of developing young talent um i agree with gaetano as far as the city palermo is uh, if not you know one of the most passionate piazza right in, in italy and I, I consider it close to napoli how as big of a city that palermo is it's a one team city Whereas all the other popular team uh, cities, you know, Milan, Genoa, have they all have multiple yeah. teams. So that's also an influence. And then I think, you know, uh, Man City, the group, you know, traditionally with the other teams that they own, they're in lesser markets. I think if there's an opportunity to get into Serie A, which I think they'll have the funds and, and the possibility to move up right up into Serie A, now there's serious money to be had oh, with TV deals. So there's going to be an actual interest for Man City to be able to, the City Football Group, be able to build this Palermo team up. And I think marketability is, is huge. It's a historic, you know, historic team. The, the pink color is iconic. And you have fans from all huge over the world, expatriates uh, mm. from Palermo. Wait, you should be taking over. I gotta be honest with you. Forget about this stupid. Oh, when you intern. give me the loan, and we can buy the. <laughs> we can talk about that. Anto, I got a question for you. Are you who's gonna get to Serie A first, Body or Palermo? Of course, Body. Uh, Are you nervous now? No, I'm not. It depends. Body's got he's got the team and he's got the management because I mean, you got the Laurentiis who doesn't spend that much. Now you're gonna go against City Football Group who's got all the funds <laughs> in the world. Oh boy! Oh boy! Let me tell you something. Wow. Body, Body has got passions. Okay, we've been lagging for the last seven, eight years, ten years. It's a lot. It's you need a more fever. than passion to get to Serie A. No, there is a, it's a fever right now because I speak with with my cousins and I speak with a lot of my friends. I just send you a text with the body, all the stuff. So there is a fever right now going on. Now the stadium gets filled up. A sixty thousand feet, uh, you know, seating stadium gets filled up. A lot of people they have the fever. They wanted to just they just bought into this new project of body. They wanted to see body at the top of the level that we used to. We were accustomed to. Number one. Number two. I never. You never. I never uh, was given the opportunity to, to reply to Ancelotti the top three. I think it's the top two. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I would say it's number one. <laughs> you, had, you had all that time. I would suck, <laughs> suck Mancini right now, and I would put Ancelotti to be the coach of the national team. There we go. To be wow. honest with you, one 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 other big uh, big surprise and and big uh, excitement is uh, Ascoli. They officially qualified for the playoffs to hopefully you know try to have a, a run in at Serie A. This team, I was I was talking to Matt, uh, obviously Matt Rizetta, who's going to be coming by his uh, his company, the North Six Group. They have an investment into Ascoli. He's going to come on and, and speak, and we're going to have some content with him because I think it would be really cool to follow along with an ownership group who's fighting to get into Serie A and to watch the playoffs with him. But they were predicted, I believe, to be 16th place in the beginning of the season, risking to go down to Serie C when they first invested in the group. And now they are currently officially qualified to get into the playoffs. We have to see what their ranking would be. They beat Cremonese, who was the second, second place, place team. Yeah. Even Lecce failed to qualify as well. They Nobody qualified for Serie A. We thought Lecce and Cremonese could have done it this weekend. Uh, so for Ascoli, I think it's going to be a very fun ride. Obviously, we always have their giveaways on Instagram. Lots of people getting their Ascoli jerseys. If you haven't gotten yours, you're getting yours, by the way. Now, I, we spoke to the club there. They were busy preparing for for the playoffs, but they said everybody's getting their stuff. I got mine. Did you? I got my shirt. You got an Ascoli jersey? Uh, of course I do. I don't even have one. I got the one first too. one I do. Hey, you yeah. have one? Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's I'm going on? <laughs> I'm special. Hey, but I'm special. I got friends. You're the friends. I got friends. Matt, don't forget about me. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have him coming by uh, in a couple of days. Nicola, Nicola needs to sign off. So if you want to get your shirt, you can have to sign <laughs> ah, and you can have to go through me. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Just the last thing, I guess, if unless you have something else. No. I just want to say, you know, rest in peace to Mino Raiola, mm. who, you know, we saw the whole ordeal the last couple of days, but I think he's such a historic uh, figure within modern football. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times the agent gets uh, portrayed in a, in a negative way, but I bet you ask any of his players what Mino meant to them. Um, and there's a reason why someone is so successful, you know, be, the work that you do and, and what you do to create your, you know, your brand in a sense. Uh, you know, you anybody can say it, right? You 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 have to be able to start from the bottom, and a lot of top transactions went through Mino's hands. Um, you know, we got Halan now, Ibrahimovic, Nedved in the past, so there's a lot of history there, and I think in the end, there's there's that respect, right? Maybe on the battleground between sporting director and agent, there's a lot of negotiations mm. and things that go on. But I remember, uh, well, not I remember, but Sabatini just came out now. Uh, was a historic sporting director where he pretty much said, you know, Mino on the negotiation table was an SOB, mm. but I, you know, I I value him and I respect him mm. as a person because he, when I was on my deathbed, Mino called my wife to willing to pay for my flight to come to America to see doctors, wow. and he was gonna, you know, trying to help him. So, you know, a lot of times we don't always know the true uh, person because of what we see in the news or what we see, whatever, what, what we don't know, but we, we there's a lot behind the scenes. So Guys, I was gonna uh, tee you also. up and ask you, uh, that was the last thing I was gonna ask, uh, obviously to pay respects to, to Mino, because I do agree with you, I think you know he's this figure that that sometimes you know everyone uses, used him as a punching bag in a way, just to blame them, when in the meantime, he was just doing what his players wanted, you know, he was kind of like that front face. For you, who, who acts as a football agent, what did, did Mino, Maybe I'm wrong. Did Mino change the game of like the way negotiations were done and the way that you saw players being represented? 
Oh yeah, he was you? one. Yeah, he was one of the the super agents, as they say. He he was so smart in his responses and how he talked to the media. I think he you know he always had a certain game plan and he knew what he had to do for for his players. And I think that something that I also use sometimes when I work. I was like, what would these top guys do and and Mino is one of the guys that I was always thinking about saying what would he do in the situation and you know what you have to just be that person to to make something happen wait Marco let me just say something about Mino Raiola (laughs) he was the one that he used to just bait the hook the proper way okay he used to just bait and then everybody that would start something then from there that's why I would call actually if I make a suggestion to you your name should be Peter Curtiola, okay? <laughs> so, because something that you might want to learn from him. Now, you know, it's been a controversial figure. Now, one of my favorite guy, nevertheless, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he took Donnarumma away from us. He took uh, some of the, you know, some of our other players in the past. But, again, you have to just tip your hat the way he actually planted the, this whole situation in a positive way for some of the big uh, names that were over here, even in the Campionato Italiano, and he made them who they are. You know, I don't think he was, uh, was he in senior too? No, no. He was yeah, for a little he was, bit. Yeah, he was. He was a But, yeah. so, but it, it's mm. the, like in any negotiation, right, there's gonna there's an objective for one side and the other side. So when you have, you know, that balance of power, that's what's so important. When you know your worth, you, that's leverage, right? You know what you can offer and what you what you you can get. So I think having that a player especially has a lot more confidence because it's it's about having a support uh, system behind them. You know what I wish? I I don't I have zero idea if this is even happening, but it would have really been cool to see like a documentary on his life. I don't know if anyone was ever I'm working sure. on that before, or if they have like old footage. Because I, I know, you know, he there's always the famous story of him coming, you know, from a pizzeria. I was told by somebody from the inside that that story is a little bit uh, fake. Yeah. Like that he's, he, he's a lawyer. Yeah, like he's he was a lawyer. He was not running like a local pizzeria yeah. on on Another your corner, one, like right? uh, you know, he was like running like a chain restaurant yeah, of, father, of pizzerias. Like it was, it was higher. That's interesting. higher tier. Uh, but I do, res- I do respect him, and and I would say that I know he gets a bad. He always got a bad rep. But nobody ever looked at the opposite side where, you know, he was doing what was best for his players. Like, his players wanted that. He was just used as, like, that figurehead to be able to blame. So, rest in peace to him and, and, and hopefully his family. Um, you know, they, they, they could continue on. I know his son, right? Is Did his son take over? They have their the rest yeah, of the company. Yeah, I don't know exactly who's going to take over. There's also the brother. So, there's a lot. Of, they even mentioned, I don't know if it's true, but Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Could potentially be someone in, in part of that agency. How, so do they, how did they come up with that? Like, I mean, that's this is all rumors. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. know. <laughs> Marco, you know, I'm gonna ask a question for you since you are you have more insider information. At this what level, both of you, both of you, at this level, is Mino Raiola that goes to the player or the player, the top player that they go to him? I'm sure. I'm both. sure that it was him that was going. I, I'm sure that he's the one who was able to choose at a certain point. You know, obviously in the beginning. He, you know, he had to sell themselves. So who makes the first phone call? He does, or is Pogba or uh, Ibrahimovic or? Uh, I'm sure all. I think of, it's both I'm sure all of those guys that they one. would. That he was the one who was choosing them. You know, I think that if you got if you got taken by Mino, it was kind of like to say like, oh, this guy, yeah. he doesn't just take anybody. Yeah, he he wasn't gonna take a a no name player. But a lot example. of people fail to understand too. It's not just Mino. He has a whole agency behind him. He just he's just the face of it at the end of the day. So they do have a lot of players that we don't know about like the smaller guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's not just the superstars. 
But definitely all our condolences to Mino's uh, family and all his friends and stuff. I actually want to finish off with this interesting piece of news. Antonio's uh, favorite coach, Andrea Pirlo, we might be seeing him on the sidelines very soon. They're saying Thiago Mota for Spezia is not going to be continuing most likely next season. And Pirlo's number one on the list. Are you excited for that? Absolutely. I see Pirlo deserves a, 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 not a job, a great job. So Spezia could be just a, you know, a trampoline for him to establish himself as a as a one of the top coaches. So if he does very well with Spezia, my, uh, he might well just... Uh, Go to know, Milan, maybe? My, why not? I will be so happy. <laughs> that, that's the right wow. level uh, for him. The right, yeah, level, to start. the right level is oh, to yeah. go to a team like Spezia. Yeah, now. So he can grow. Yeah, but I think also Thiago Motto, what he's been able to do with the Spezia team. He did pretty know, decent. Yeah, the second sure. in Italiano, who we consider to be one of, if not the best coach for this yeah. this year in Serie A. Thiago Mota has brought Spezia to salvation once he again. He kept them out of trouble. And from he wasn't read, able to get any transfer. I, from what I read, it wasn't just the results because obviously he turned. The, he was about to be sacked in December and yeah. then he turned it around. They were saying that they wanted something fresh and they wanted something different yeah. after Thiago Mota. But I think even for him, I think he's already done what he could do with the Spezia team. That's you save them. Better That's that you it. go on for something different. Makes sense. Anything else? Uh, my last thing. I'm working on some statistics. Uh, I'm watching the games I'll and I'm, I'm getting really fed up and really upset and how much time has been wasted by the goalkeepers, by the throw-in, by the substitutions, by throwing the ball out on the sideline, and I'm timing it. I have a stop clock. <laughs> You're like a crazy man watching on the TV. That's funny. And once I have the results, it will be first How on IFTV. How long you need for this so the people know? Uh, give me a... Uh, no, give me a, a week or so. Okay. No, but we uh, got to film uh, this. Come on. Days. I feel we like, have I feel to like film if we this. went into his room, it looks like a stakeout. You know, like an FBI. It's a bar room. It's a bar room. <laughs> like he's just got like pinned all pictures. post and stuff. <laughs> Statistics all listen, over. Listen, he's true. losing sleep. That's why you haven't been here in the last, <laughs> <laughs> the last couple That's the only thing that Serie A needs to be improved. Not to waste but so you know what, it's much not just time. No, 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 no. We are the maestri on that. Listen, we are the maestri on that. And that's going to hand. Me. I the, get so angry the, myself. The last 10 minutes of a Every, game, if you're <laughs> oh, winning, there's no play. Yeah. There is no, everybody's on the floor. The ball goes out. They throw in. They sound so like I know. Way. You guys sounded exactly like that. You always make fun of Antonio. Now you sound just like him. These are the angry men. He agreed with me. Oh! I was on this track long before oh. you. Go double check on that. You remind me of like check. the angry neighbor that's mad that they can't fall outside, both of you. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you download a Paramount Plus. Subscribe if you're new. As always, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Forza guys. Calcio. Are you really timing it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pause. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think? He's got nothing to do over there in the airport. <laughs> what is checking the plane? Hey, he's checking the plane. He's time in between one, one plane and the other. Bam, bam, bam. bam.